When you're lost in the darkness, look for the pod. Specifically, the Prestige TV podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, where we're breaking down every new episode of HBO's The Last of Us. On Sunday nights, grab your battery and join Van Lathan and Charles Holmes for an instant reaction to the latest episode. Then head back to the QZ on Tuesdays for a deep dive with Joanna Robinson and Mallory Rubin. From character arcs to video game adaptation choices, story themes to needle drops, we'll parse every inch of this cordyceps-coated universe. Watch out for mouth tendrils and follow along on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Or at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my he will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Hello, I am Jody Walker, and huge news, you are listening to the debut of what we at The Ringer are lovingly calling Morally Corrupt, The JV Show. <laughs> There's just so much Bravo happening right now that it can't all be covered in our normal morally corrupt pods. So we are keeping our beloved housewives on Fridays with Rachel and all of the rest of us floating in and out. And we are branching off here on Thursdays to discuss what we call the JV squad, which is to say your favorite 40-year-old Bravo kids uh, just hanging out in the valley. Um, and we're, you know, just excited to have so much Bravo in our lives. We're going to be hitting Vanderpump Rules. We'll be kicking off Summer House next week when it premieres. Listen, if I can ever get anyone to talk about Below Deck with me, maybe we can slide that in every once in a while. <laughs> Chelsea's giving me a look. Um, and Chelsea and Zach are moving their Miami recaps over here to the JV squad. So, you guys, it's going to be great. And you know how I know that that's true? Because 50 Cent told me so. And that's how you know. <laughs> Whatever Which, 50 says goes. <laughs> it, it might you might not know it's true till a few years later, but if 50 Cent says it, it is true. Which yes. brings us to the season 10 premiere of Vanderpump Rules and the dulcet tones you're hearing are Chelsea Stark Jones, who is joining me to discuss this premiere. Chelsea, what did you think? You're our Vanderpump aficionado. What did you think of this season 10 premiere? Loved it. Um, it was nice to be back in WeHo and Valley Village. Um, and Places have... that I totally know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> 
And to have our favorite, as you said, 40-year-old, late 30s, acting as if they just graduated high school, the immaturity of, 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 you know, teenagers. I loved it. I thought it was a great premiere. It was nice catching up with everybody. And yeah, I, it felt more of like a catch-up, but it was just exciting because if, I, I know the season is going to truly bring it. And this episode just like laid the groundwork. So I'm... I'm thrilled. And I'm also just thrilled to be talking to you, Jody. I feel like ever since BravoCon, we uh, filed for separation. And now that was a one way filing. I didn't file (laughs) for any such thing. I am the Tom Schwartz of this relationship, just kind of acting like it's still happening. Uh, But we have, we've missed each other. And it's fun for me to be able to talk about Vanderpump Rules with you because I have to be honest from the Mm -hmm. get go, which is that I fell off Vanderpump a long time ago. And then the only thing people would ever tell me since I fell off is like, it's not good anymore. Or like, don't come back here. It's a, (laughs) it's a trash fire. Like stay as far away as you can. But we started hearing rumblings that like this season might be a return to form. Mm -hmm. And I know you've stuck it through Chelsea. You're stronger than me. I have not, but this premiere made me excited to be back. It was accomplishing two things for me. One is a return to the sort of original Vanderpump vibes that I loved, which was like them in apartments with like nail polish on the carpet. Apartment living. Yeah. Yeah. Apartment living. (laughs) Like just seeing Katie. It was a a lovely, nice apartment, but just Mm -hmm. seeing Katie back in an apartment, like it felt like little dogs running everywhere. Like it just felt right. And also the scene where I think it's uh, Raquel and Ariana are two, two women before they go to Hotel Zigzag or whatever are putting their makeup, they're like seated on the floor doing, mm-hmm. putting waves in their hair in front of like a full length mirror. And that's what I want to see out of Vanderpump. You know, like I don't want to see the glam squads here. I want to see you with your like naked palette that you've had for 20 years in front of a mirror, putting it on yourself. And something about that in this premiere felt right. Now to balance that out is that the stakes feel so high. Oh yeah. Like I know you you kind of said like, you know, this was a catch up, like not a ton of like plot happens in this premiere, but we are dealing with divorces. We are dealing with custody battles. Katie has to figure out how to keep that blunt bob, which she is doing a hell of a job at right now. <laughs> like the stakes are very high and that felt good to me. Oh, yeah. It definitely felt good. I I agree with you. I loved seeing... Because it's, it's like relatability that we yeah. have with these Vanderpump kids where it's like, yeah, I'm in my apartment too. I also do my hair on the floor when <laughs> I can't get in the bathroom because my fiance is getting ready. So it's yes, like... And I, there's only a couple rooms in this yeah, place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I love that. And the stakes are so high. I mean, the, like you said, the custody battle, the divorce, James and Raquel's breakup, James moving in very quickly with this alley girl, and also um, a casting couch uh, from Randall. So it's... It really does. It is the like perfect storm. And not to even say we haven't even gotten into Sheena we haven't even really gone into what Ariana's doing. Like, it's just, it's Sheena, so. <laughs> Sheena popped up like a ghost in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't even introduce her. She hadn't even had a talking head. And all of a sudden, she was just like at the dinner table eating sushi. I was like, this is so rude to Sheena, who, per my understanding, has done a lot of work over the last couple seasons to sort of like keep this franchise afloat. But... Yeah, she <laughs> Sheena gets zero credit 
all the time. <laughs> and she is like, she is a backbone. She is the reason why this franchise exists. Um, and I, I guess Lisa Vanderpump is, but she knows affair with Brandy Glanville's husband is the caveat into the Vanderpump world. And yeah, she doesn't get the credit that I feel like she deserves. Um, she's wacky. She is dedicated to the craft of reality TV. And I am curious to see, you know, her and Brock and their wedding and how she delves into the drama between Raquel Schwartz and Katie. Like, I know she's a big instrument in that too. So it's like, I'm giddy. I'm just giddy. And, and <laughs> I know. It, and it I can feel our giddiness. And I'm like, are we doing too much? Are we getting our hopes up too high for a franchise that is consistently a letdown? Um, the answer is definitely yes, but let's live in this moment for as yeah. long as we can. Revel in it. Revel in it. So let's get into this season, especially this premiere, but it seems like this season is going to be kind of defined by these relationships that are like mm -hmm. falling apart or as I think Tom Schwartz at Tom Schwartz puts it, or maybe Katie, she's like, I know I'm not the only one dealing with heartbreak. And in fact, at the moment, her seems okay. Who knows what's to come? But I guess let's get into Katie and Tom first. This yeah. is, where did we leave them in the last season? I mean, the last season, Katie and Tom definitely seem to be, I mean, they always bicker. Like there's no, like, yeah. I don't think we've had a full season of Katie Tom where it's been happiness and bliss and everything. In the last season, it really was Tom Schwartz always consistently being on the opposing side of Katie and arguments with friends and arguments within the relationship. And it was really hard to watch because regardless of if you think Katie was right in those situations, as her husband, you act you have to stand up for her in that moment. And then you can maybe say something behind closed doors. But Schwartz always just failed to choose her. And mm. that's kind of how last season ended with the whole Schwartz and Sandy rush run of it all. And, you know, Katie wanted to be involved and Sandoval not wanting her there. And Tom never really fully aligns himself with his wife which you have to do in a marriage. And he just tries to play Switzerland in, the, in those types of situations. And yeah, so that's how last season ended. And I have to say, when the news broke of their divorce, Juliet Littman, she texted me this information. And I was weirdly surprised, but also not surprised at all. Like it was, yeah. it was, it made sense. Yeah, I think like when you see two people who are not made for each other stick it out that long, you're just like, oh, well, they'll stick it out forever. It hasn't yeah. made sense from the beginning and it won't make sense forever. Yeah. But then like when they actually make the decision to split up, you're kind of like relieved. It's just like, okay, good. We're just facing this head on and I'm sure that it's hard and difficult, but... Oh, I mean, it's interesting to hear you say, because I've heard that about Tom, but like I said, like I quit Vanderpump a long time ago. I've dipped in and out. I, you know, I try to stay literate in the Vanderpump language, mm -hmm. but actually seeing those flashbacks of him just like Being throwing her. her under the bus, being really mean. And it's, I thought Tom was making me so, Tom Schwartz was making me so big mad this episode because I feel like he was really showing who he is and he was doing it from the beginning. He said, Ooh, I wrote down this quote. It made me so mad. He's, he's talking about why they got a divorce and Katie mm -hmm. is like laying out very clear reasons for why she asked for the divorce and like 12 years of hardships and the difficult thing that she was going through. And he says, when she laid it out, it all made sense. 
I can't really give specifics because I was so upset that I wasn't really listening and I didn't really want to go back and ask her again because one of the reasons she broke up with me is because I'm not a good listener. And it's like, bro, you down to the bitter end, you (laughs) are going to act like, and he does it with Lala the whole episode. He's just like, it just doesn't, it's not that big a deal. It just doesn't mean anything. Like, just, I didn't think that much of it. And it's Shayna who finally says to him, that's the problem. You didn't think about it. And he just has this like cutesy vibe that is and can be very charming. And I was very charmed by it on Winter House, I will admit. And then here it's like, oh, but that you're using that to avoid ever being accountable for anything. Mm -hmm. And then he ends that whole monologue by saying, long story short, I just didn't know how to make her happy. Oh, it made my blood boil. Like, that's such a cop-out. Which also, like, makes you feel sympathetic for him. Like, I didn't, like, he he's somehow taking responsibility for that. And, and there's no responsibility whatsoever. I was not charmed by him on on Winter House because I was still angry and, like, in the thick of the blogs about him sure. kissing Raquel. So I Oof. was, like, very, like, angry with him on that. And it is funny. He has this very... Like he, yeah, he is charming and it's very, um, adolescent like thinking. Yes. And it it's frustrating, especially when, as you said at the beginning of this pod, the stakes are so high. And when you think like a child in the body of a 40 year old man, it is like, it's hard. And the hair it's really of a 20 year old man. <laughs> yes. Because he, he is very much like, he still has that like dopey stuff like around him. Yet he's being confronted with these like real life situations and he's just like a doo-doo bird. And I, I don't understand it. Like, right when you said that, up. I was thinking like, just dig your hand. He's just going to dig his head in the sand forever <laughs> and, you know, rely on his bestie Sandoval, who's just ditching him to put on eyeliner and be in a band for three months. Oh my God. What when are Sand- these two up to? I, they, I... Just dumb and dumber. Like I, I've <laughs> never, I've never been a fan of Sandoval. He's just someone that I always thought was weird and just annoying, um, and too extra. But the two of them together, especially later on in the episode when they get together and they talk about the Lala situation, it just really repulsed me and just mean and and nasty. Um, and like no regard for what she's going through for what her child could be potentially go like they they just disgust me and they're just so within their own universe and head and yeah i well chelsea i look forward to getting on that train with you that train of disgust it's one i enjoy but i will admit (laughs) i was also charmed by sandoval in this episode oh no not charmed that conversation was awful the one you're referencing was awful So bad, but I don't know. He looked pretty good. He was just like it is. It is fun when like two guys just really enjoy each other and enjoy growing out. And the thing that I like about these JV shows is that they're co-ed, and you don't get that from the Housewives. Like you don't get to see male camaraderie, and when you do, it's so annoying. It's like the guys getting together for a poker tournament on Salt Lake City or whatever. Like, the thing about Vanderpump that's cool is that these are real relationships and real friendships, and some of them were, like, forged in the fire of television, but they Mm -hmm. are still real. And so I like that they're really friends, 
and that they think that they're entrepreneurs and that they can juggle <laughs> multiple like mid-century nightmare bars that <laughs> Tom Sandoval is getting like little vintage vases for. But there there is something compelling about their friendship, I think. Um, but th- but they are both very silly. They're both very silly. I, I will say, like, I do want to go check out Schwartz and Sandy's. Like, I'm not... As much as I despise the both of them, um, I I am invested in checking out this bar. Their investment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, but no, I just, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a fan of, of, of their, like their friendship is fine. I guess I also see it too. And, you know, Sandoval's not to blame for anyone's relationship being broken up. But like, I also do feel like he was a big part in why the relationship between Schwartz and Katie probably didn't work out either was because Tom, in many cases, chose his, his buddy. And that is Tom's fault, Schwartz's fault. But I I don't know. I just, I'm excited to see how this season plays out between the two of them and their business. The, the restaurant is open. Um, but well, yeah. That's a shock. <laughs> yeah, the restaurant's open. Um Real quick, before we move on to the absolute void that is Raquel and James, (laughs) have you been to TomTom? Oh, my God. I love TomTom. Oh, she loves it. I love (laughs) TomTom. I like Pump. Pump is very cute, very, like, garden-esque, enchanted. Sir is honestly... They do wonders for that restaurant, how they film it. It looks so much nicer (laughs) than what it is in real life. Um, It literally looks like it's hanging on by a thread if you ever visit it. But like on the show, it looks like the most beautiful restaurant ever. Um, But Tom Tom's probably the best that I've been to uh, out of the three. Tom Tom and then Pump and then Sir. I mean, I have to assume that that's just because of the newness. Like I think that these things just fall apart with like disrepair and yeah. television uh cameras rolling through them but we run into James apparently still DJing uh at Sir Raquel apparently still a server um <laughs> are you buying this are you buying that they still work at Sir <laughs> I mean, I could buy that James DJ is there because as we see later on in the episode, he is for some whatever reason DJing at this low grade hotel party. So like it makes sense to me that he's that sir. The Raquel of it all, not so much. Um, it, it's feeling like old Vanderpump when Brittany and Stassi were, you know, servers kn- knowing that they were influencers. So yeah, I, I don't buy the Raquel of it. I do buy the James of it of like, like he has DJ gigs at Hotel Ziggy. Like that looked like a refurbished condo in LA. It didn't look like a, it's not a nice hotel. We're going to get to Hotel Ziggy. I'm going to need <laughs> us to give full attention to Hotel Ziggy for a full segment. But while we're still here at Sir, I, I, I've never seen like such dedication to getting drunk on the job. Like I know that Raquel (laughs) was not serving anyone because all she was doing was taking shots. And then when she runs into James in front of the gender neutral bathroom, (laughs) he he is immediately like, are you hammered? And she's like, a little. (laughs) I like, I I feel like that's such like restaurant life, like drinking on the job. Um, but also just the thought of taking like a shot of vodka, like watching that, my throat <laughs> burned. And it just reminded me like how old I am. <laughs> 
Well, you know, when you're do when you are drinking on the job, as we are absolutely not right now for anyone listening, uh, you got to do it quick. I think you know, like you don't t- have time to suck down a Moscow Mule. You got to just take down a double <laughs> vodka shot. I don't know. I would be a little bit more crafty in my drinking on the job. I would put it maybe in like my tumbler, and so it looks like I'm drinking a water, but it really is that Moscow Mule because I can't do I can't do a shot. I just can't. Wow. Wow. Well, now I'll know if you are ever drinking on the job. You've given away your secret. Uh, But I mean, like the whole thing that we're dealing with in this episode is that James and Raquel's engagement has been called off. Mm -hmm. Not five weeks after that did James meet a little lady named Allie, who Raquel points out looks exactly like his mom because he has mommy issues and the editors help her with a couple of screenshots that make it appear true. She, Allie does look like his mom. And they ultimately have sort of like a weird confrontation in front of the gender neutral bathroom where James just happens to be about to use the bathroom while Raquel is coming out And James is just going on and on about how in love with Allie he is and that he thinks she's the one. And Raquel's like, you used to say all that stuff about me. Very dramatic. Very dramatic. Very like, it felt like James, who knows, maybe he is, she is the love of his life, but it felt like he was just saying it to hurt her and to like get her out of the way type of a thing. But to Raquel's point about Allie looking like James's mother, Allie reminds me of early Raquel, like very Mm. sweet and like innocent and quiet. She reminds me of like James has a a type. He likes the quiet, like homey looking girls like Raquel only started looking the way she did a couple seasons into the show because it's that reality TV show glow up. So I, I, I think James's type is, is this like innocent girl next door type of vibe, which is cute but also weird because James is James. And um, yeah, it made me sad, but also what made me sad was the fact that the first guy that approached Raquel post-breakup is Peter. (laughs) Chelsea, I was not okay with this dynamic. Like, I know that as we've discussed, the service industry moves a little different than other industries, but This man is the manager of the restaurant that she allegedly works at. And he is like all over her. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. I haven't encountered him much before. This was sort of my first taste of Peter and I did not like it. He was really like leering. And I think I just had this sort of visceral reaction to him, like trying to establish getting her nachos as like an inside (laughs) joke between them. And she doesn't want any part of this inside joke. Like, let's just say that struck a little too close to home for like real life dating when someone is sort of trying to like push something a little harder. There's just, and when he had the absolute nerve to later tell the guys that there's chemistry between them. (laughs) Like, I have never experienced a chemistry vacuum quite like watching Raquel and Peter talk to one another. So, Jody, are you telling me that nacho play is not something that turns you on? Not one of my... (laughs) Listen, I'm not here to kink shame. I am here to put on the record that nachos are not one of my kinks. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah. And that's just one of the many reasons that Peter and I are not compatible. I I, I could see that. Um, Yeah, no, it was... 
so bizarre. It felt like she was cornered in that like little cashier yes, area with him. Literally. And trying to figure out the out, but she couldn't. And then Peter, yeah, having the audacity to go up to James and be like, I just want to let you know, I'm going on a date with Raquel. Like, what? It's so bizarre. And I've seen Peter around town a couple of times. I've seen him at the Whole Foods down the street. I think I've what? seen him walking. A do- yeah, he. I don't think he lives far from me. Um, it's not that impressive, but yeah, I just, I, I, it's, it's, it's giving me fake. Like this was definitely, it seems more like a setup. I mean, it feels genuine yeah. for him. Like, why wouldn't he want to date someone like Raquel? But like, it feels more manufactured. Which, you know, than... some, sometimes like after a breakup, you are kind of faking it until you're making it. And like Raquel yeah. is not capable of like pulling off faking it. You know, she's not a strong actor but (laughs) we later find out that he that they got so drunk that then he walked up and kissed her in front of everyone and she says she doesn't remember it like does sir have an hr department because this (laughs) it it really i i felt so elderly i really was like this is not uh, isn't he her boss i just he's filing a complaint on behalf yeah, of raquel levis for I the am. mistreatment give me lisa vanderpump on the phone because this this is not okay oh my um, God. and i would love nothing more than for those two to never ever ever speak again yeah same i i think i think and hope this is a short-lived fling i'm looking forward to seeing a wild raquel i mean we're getting her obviously with schwartz and then we saw uh Garcelle's son Oliver in in this as we also broke down that whole news scandal when it happened on Morally Corrupt with the text messages and the cheating and stuff like that so I'm curious if any of that's going to come to light when we meet Oliver um but yes I I just I need just like a two episode story arc about Raquel and Peter and we could we could move on make sure she gets the nachos and like it's peace absolutely out. two episodes <laughs> too many but I appreciate your dedication to Peter's cause at your Whole Foods friend um <laughs> And, you know, I think this is a perfect time to float on along to Hotel Ziggy, where James is DJing and Raquel is meeting for the first time his new girlfriend, Allie, which, like you said, is kind of like looking in a time travel mirror. But I would say before we get to that hellishly awkward conversation... Mm -hmm. As an Angelino, as born and raised in L.A., mm-hmm. um, what was... Ha- okay, you are on top of L.A. trends. You're going to know this much better than I am. Do you okay. think there was a dress code at Hotel Ziggy, or is it the current fashion sense that made literally every single woman from this cast dress like the popular girls from Never Been Kissed when they showed up to this hotel? I have never seen outfits like this. And they they quite literally looked like they were cosplaying that movie. I did think that there was a dress code. Uh, like, I, it did seem like a themed party, like retro-y type thing, retro summer disco. I don't know. It felt felt like there was a theme in line. Um, I did not particularly care for Lala's catsuit or pants, whatever she was wearing. Um I did think Raquel looked cute. I always think Ariana looked cute, looks cute. Sheena looked adorable, but I definitely felt like there was some type of of, of oh. dress like theme for that because the, the event also looked kind of themed out too. Yeah, yeah, it could have been like tropical Barbie, which is what those girls are like <laughs> are dressed like in Never Been Kissed. But when you were just listing through the women, I just assumed that you were saving the best for last, which was Katie. 
Uh, wearing... I didn't want to mention her. <laughs> oh, you didn't? I love Katie. Like I, I, I do too. She, I, she is so beautiful. Like yeah. that face card is always on point. I love the bob as previously stated. Yeah. She was wearing a negligee with a Hawaiian shirt over it. Yeah, I d- I wanted to give her grace. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I purposely left her out of that list of women. <laughs> okay. I, I I she her style is different. It's different. It's true. And I do know that she is like artistic and musical and probably and way cooler than me. I could not pull off a negligee with a Trader Joe's uniform shirt over it. But no one I think to pair the two. (sighs) Yeah, it simply wouldn't occur to me. But actually, you saying that there probably was a theme for that party is really helpful to me, like (laughs) spiritually speaking. So So you could go to sleep at night knowing that that they didn't. Okay. Okay, good. I'm glad I could do that for you too. Because the real thank you. Thank you. The real, like, what's actually happening here are not the outfits. It is a number of very uncomfortable confrontations. Mm. Allie and Raquel are not really a confrontation. Raquel pulls... We're also meeting Allie for the first time. She's very sweet-seeming. Like, just seems to have nothing mean to say about anyone. I do not know how these women date James. I How you feel about the Toms is how I feel about James. Absolute, like, just infuriation when he is on the screen. He talks so fast. Yeah. That I, and so listening to him talk so fast when he talks to Raquel or Allie, who speak very slowly and simply, it's it just throws me so off kilter. It does. I will say... I'll say two things. I feel like James has never looked better. And he looked great at BravoCon. How dare you? How dare you? He looked great at BravoCon. I think Rachel and I went to that panel. And he just, like, he looks looks healthy. He doesn't look like he's strung out on whatever it is I was doing before when he was crazy. Um, He still is crazy. But he looks better than ever. Allie, I somewhat know her. And we have somewhat done podcasts before the past when she together. Yeah. When she first moved to L.A., I believe it was during the pandemic. She's a very kind girl. It surprised me when I first saw her with James Um, because she's just so sweet and innocent. And what we see on the TV is definitely my encounters that I've had with her as well. She just seems like super. She's very sweet. So. I wish her nothing but the best, but I do think this is moving far too fast. <laughs> so you don't wish her like moving in with James after six weeks? Listen, no. you using the phrasing better than ever is is correct. <laughs> that is a factual information. James looks better than ever. I really like can't even take in James's physical visage when he's in front of me because I'm so distracted by his personality. <laughs> it's like I, I can't even pull up his face in my mind right now. It's like I barely know what he looks like because he's just such a motor mouth. And I will say the least attractive part of James is when he's DJing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not attractive at all. Okay, the hands down the funniest part of this episode is when Lisa Vanderpump pulls him aside at Sir to talk about his relationship problems. And they're sitting there talking for like a solid two minutes. And she's like, 
okay, better get back to the party. And then he goes back to the mic and is like, okay, back to the party. And I guess the assumption is that no one has been hearing music or dancing for the last two minutes while they talk. This DJ life of his is such a farce. Um, One other thing that we haven't mentioned is that DJ James Kennedy is drinking again after being pretty fully sober for the last two years. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is something, seems okay right now, something to keep our eye on. Um, I'll add to, I was surprised because I had heard that he was drinking again and I thought he was going to hide his drinking on the show Mm. and... So I'm actually really like happy and relieved to see that it's like he's open about it. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I I had heard this and I thought it was going to kind of be a secret, but I'm glad it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's open about it. It seems okay right now. The the main sort of like confrontation at at DJ Zigzag's beach (laughs) tropical house party is not uh, is not he and anybody else. It's Allie and Raquel and it's not a confrontation. It's a very weird conversation where Raquel asks Allie if she can come have a chat. It's very Bachelor-esque. She's like, hey, can I steal you for a minute? And they go sit on some weird couch that apparently, like, is actually someone's hotel (laughs) porch couch. And That was um, weird. (laughs) That was deeply weird when this, like, faceless, shirtless man... He sounded... Very aggressive. Demonic. I, I, like, like I was it. like, did they change his voice? Oh, like maybe that? they did distort his voice. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> well, before he comes over, they just kind of have this weird conversation about James. Like, they mm-hmm. have one thing in common, and it's James. And so, Raquel, I think it, with, like, truly good intentions, is kind of trying to, like, give Allie some warnings. And if I were Allie, I would have been like, oh, we're not doing this. Like, we're not talking about James like he's a my boyfriend, like he's a project, like you yeah. obviously see him as. He is a project. Raquel is correct. But, like, that's just not... But Allie's just, like, too nice and too non-confrontational to, like, kind of put a stop to it. So she's just like, yeah, yeah. totally. It's too non-confrontational women having a conversation. Like, it was, it was sweet. And I... I appreciated Raquel's effort of like, I'm going to see this girl around a lot. Like, let me just get this out of the way and like break the ice. So it's not weird every time we see one another. But it also felt like to your point that she was trying to like give her warning signs. And like, that's not necessary at this point. And and if Allie, you know, she knew that they had broken up six weeks prior to meeting him and she was okay with that. That's that girl's agenda and her prerogative. So like, I'm sure she sees those flags, hopefully, and she's going to choose to work on them. Like, that's her choice. So leave it be. We'll hope she sees those flags. Now, if you would like to talk about a confrontational woman, let's just move (laughs) right along to Lala, who is in the throes of a divorce with Mm -hmm. Randall. Um, Breakup. They never got married. Ooh, breakup. They were were just engaged. So good thing they were never fully legally tied to one another. Right. But they're still dealing with the complication of that they have a child together. Yes, which I guess is a legal tie. (laughs) Right. And and a lot of of Lala's, like, anger in this episode goes around the fact that once she left 
Randall, she basically had like a meeting with her friends and castmates from Vanderpump Rules. I have no idea why it wasn't filmed. Um, <laughs> and because it sounds like it was like literally should, the cast. Yeah, should have been on filmed. Shayna's roof. Yeah, I mean, been put, stick yeah. a GoPro on Sandoval. Like, what are we yeah. doing here? Give me some iPhone um, footage. Yeah, I want to. I want to know. And she told them like it's kind of like. You have to pick a side because this is a custody battle. And I don't know exactly what she said, but presumably it's like, if you're staying friends with him, anything you say about me, he can use. Any word he gets about me, he can use. And probably even just like the idea of like, well, her friends are still hanging out with me. So like all the stuff she's saying about me couldn't be true is Mm -hmm. something that could be used like in a legal argument. But Tom Schwartz is so dedicated to the sport and fine gentleman's craft of pickleball that seven months after this conversation, he decides to play pickleball with Randall. And Lala is enraged. (laughs) What did you think about this? I I don't blame her. I'm totally team Lala on this side of the argument. Um, I, a few things. I also think of that rooftop meeting that should have been televised she mentioned that he has some troubling treatments with women also. Like, I think she alluded to that too. So to your point of the custody battle that they're going through and even what she heard about him, like not just cheating on her, but like taking advantage of women. Um, I don't understand why Schwartz would feel the need to so badly play pickleball with this creep. Um, And second, I am a podcast listener through and through, and I listen to almost every person's Bravo Personalities podcast. Um, It is a trait of mine that I'm trying to fix and wean myself off It's incredible, Chelsea. I have 24 (laughs) hours in the day, and you have 48 hours, and 24 of them are for listening to Bravo podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard a lot from Lala specifically about how hard this has been for her. And so just like hearing things that she has like carefully detailed about this experience with Randall and how hard it is for her with the baby and how she feels like, you know, troubled, like giving her child away to this man that she knows all these horrible things about every other week and stuff like that. It, I feel for her and I understand her pain with Schwartz in a level that I just, I can't, I just don't, he's just a fucking idiot. Like, I don't have any other way to explain it. And even after knowing the LA Times article, which I read Mm -hmm. was awful, Mm -hmm. to still feel entitled to have made that decision to play pickleball with him, I just, I, why is that the hill you want to die on? Like, why is that, why is that it? Why are any of these the hills that Tom wants to die on? That's like, that's the thing is by like continuing to try and play Switzerland, you're just choosing, you're ultimately just choosing the wrong side by not Mm -hmm. choosing the right side. And like you said, it's not just Lala explaining that he has had like all of these troubling allegations from women in the industry The LA Times have reported out with factual evidence that, as 50 Cent said years ago, he is, you know, a poor Harvey Weinstein. Like, it's 
It's really gross. And in that gross conversation that you referenced between the Toms, and now that I am feeling all these feelings again, I'm mad at myself for saying that I was charmed by them. It was very brief. (laughs) Uh, He says something like, he's like, it's not that deep. I don't owe Lala a damn thing. And it's like, maybe you don't owe Lala something, but you owe yourself something, Tom Schwartz, which is to not hang out with this creep Everybody plays pickleball. I can't stop hearing about it, and I don't know what it is. It's so you can find someone else to play pickleball with. Yeah, make a it friend. Was, it was gross, and I just I I don't. I it's just stubbornness, but I also I don't know. I and to that conversation at the Belmont when they were talking about that, and then Sandoval kind of victim shaming in a sense too. Like how would she not know when he did this and he said that and talked about the blowjobs for for Range Rovers and she shouldn't have had a child with him, like all this stuff. And I was like, you guys like you're, you're, you're gross. Like this is gross. And it's, and it's kind of getting, it's not kind of, it is getting low and dirty for no reason. Um, and I think her request to say, if you're going to be friends with him, then I can't be friends with you is a hundred complete hundred percent fair. Yeah. The links that they're going to explain why no one should ever be mad at them and why they're never wrong are so outlandish and unnecessary. Like, who wants to hang out with Randall? No one. 50%. (laughs) I said 50%. 50 cent. 50 cent doesn't want to hang out with Randall. You shouldn't want to hang out with Randall. Let it go, man. Put the pickleball racket a racket, right? Seems like a racket. Put yeah. it away. Or paddle. I, I don't know. Weird, weird, weird <laughs> we don't sport. Know. Weird sport. And yeah, I I I stand with Lala on this. And I I just this is I'm kind of reveling in the demise of Tom Schwartz. Like I think this is really going to be like his villain season. It, and like it did seem like that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like oh God. It, yeah. I just I I can't fathom why you would stand up for someone and like defend your friendship with someone that you know took advantage for, of women. He used his assistants as like drug mules. Like he, there are so many things around around him that are just not like things you want to align yourself with. <laughs> like yeah, you want to be one of the things around him. Talk about Heather Gay and Jen Shaw. Like this is like another level. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. And I hope he sees the light, but I also am not optimistic of that either. Well, we have an entire season to find out and I'm excited Chelsea to be here chatting about it with you. And I'm also excited to hear you and Zach chat about Real Housewives of Miami. So I'm going to toss it over to you. Yes. Real Housewives of Miami. Thanks, Jody. We'll see you uh, next week as we talk Summer House and more Vanderpump. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Season 5, episode 13, The Women Are in the Bahamas. Um, This episode was simply just a lot of fun. Not really too much drama, like the 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 remblance of some drama. We we start to see some things get drummed up. But for the most part, this was what every housewife hopes for when they go on a a, a cast trip of, of fun in the sun. Fun in the sun, peace, the beach, the glamorous rooms. I mean, the presidential suite, like all of it was just like the, what you expect, what housewives expect. Not what we want as viewers necessarily when we have a big housewives trip, but like yeah. what the housewives want. They want like peace and 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 luxury. And maybe it was because Marisol wasn't there as, as they, as who was it? N- Dr. Nicole hinted. Yes, I will say I loved this episode just to see women having fun together. But I do agree with you. As I was watching it, you know that like old Tic Tacs, TikTok sound. Um, am I the villain? Like I, is it I'm me? the villain. Is it me? That's Marisol to me. Like Marisol is that. Like we see them being fun and everything, and then all of a sudden she comes in at the end of the episode with a blow horn, and it just seemed like it totally changed <laughs> the entire mood of the trip. <laughs> um, but Lisa, uh, so the ladies are going off to the Bahamas. Lisa is coming a little bit later. Marisol apparently has COVID, which she can't believe because she never goes out of her house. But however, every time we see her on camera, she's out of her house. So I was like, what is she talking about? Um, and yeah, then, the cocktails don't help your immune system. You're going to get sick. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Um, and then we have uh, great accommodations at the Baja Mar uh, Hotel, which uh, is in the Bahamas. It looks lovely. The women all get taken to the presidential suite and get a look around. And that's where Gertie, Nicole, and Lisa are staying. And I kind of thought that was going to be an issue with the other women. However, they also had beautiful like junior suites or something because they all seem to be very happy and fine with their accommodations. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that was a bad room. Like Ramona would be happy despite any room she would have been placed in. I don't know. I think she would have fought for that presidential king bedroom. (laughs) I mean, but the other rooms were so good. You even have Julia's magic drapes. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very nice. I like kudos to Nicole for and production for putting this together. Um, And then we have Lisa's arrival. So at this point, everyone's there except for Marisol. Um, You know, Lisa tells us she doesn't want to leave the kids, but she feels like this is a good trip for her to leave and to come back refreshed and being a better mother. Um, and then we immediately get the Lenny counter of any time she says Lenny. And <laughs> it is, it's that thing of just like being that breakup thing where you just can't get yeah. your spouse's name out of, like, you can't just not say it. Well, because her life is so surrounded by Lenny right now that she can't stop mm-hmm. talking about Lenny. And listen, I think we said it in our earlier recap this week, like, We've all been that friend or we've all had that friend that's going through the breakup and then they can't shut up about it until finally somebody like has to shut them up. But in this case, yeah. they're like, we're just going to take shots. So I feel like everybody's just going to be fucked up and sloshed 
by the end of the day. By the time Marisol gets there, everyone's going to be hyped and ready. Yes. And for the most part, the conversations with Lenny are just like her, you know, talking about how he didn't want to take the kids to Disney World and like stuff like that. It's not like a downer type of a thing. But um, first day, we kind of have two groups and they break it up by the Sex and the City girls that seem to be the fun and adventurous group of women who is Gertie, Kiki, um, Alexia and Nicole. And then we have the Golden Girls, Julia, Adriana, Lisa and Larsa. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought, would you be a golden girl or would you be one of the sex in the city girls? I feel like I would be a golden girl. I would not want to be uh, riding on the fucking floats. And like, I would be terrified of flying off of that slide. No, thank you. Oh my you. God. Sex in the city girls. <laughs> Water slides. Uh, the surfboardy thing. Yeah. I, I, I like, um, like some adventure and relaxation on my vacations. I can't just do all relaxation and all adventure. Like I need, I need them both. So yeah. I would, I would be a sex in the city girl for sure. Um, and those girls were more fun. Um, I, also I would rather really be cocktail, funny. cocktail in hand, sitting on the beach, living life. Maybe I'll do like one excursion, but like other than that, I just want to be chilling and drinking. I want to be flushed. <laughs> On the beach. Sloshed. Um, I did love Larsa saying the reason why she wasn't going on the water slide was because of her back. And I think we could all agree it's because of her butt implants. Um, yeah. And not It's real, to... Chelsea. It's a real... Oh, it's me. all natural. Okay. My my mistake. Um, but so Lisa's talking to the girls again. And she's a little bit triggered by seeing fathers carrying their kids and how how great it is that these are great present dads and she wants that for her kids and I thought this was a nice moment between Julia Marisol or not Julia Marisol Julia Adriana and Lisa um like they really gave her like that tough love pep talk of like this is gonna feel like shit it's gonna suck it's gonna be hard but you're gonna like eventually you're gonna feel better about it and Adriana's input too about just men like how they operate i thought was telling about her to failed marriages yeah yeah i really i liked it um if anybody knows anything about breakups it's it's definitely adriana it's like bethany's book <laughs> i suck at relationships so you don't have to and that's what adriana should do she should write her own version of i suck at relationships so you don't have to and that and she's putting this wisdom onto young lisa exactly um, so at the beginning of the episode, it did start off with, uh, Julia and Adriana at what is called a botanica shop. I'm not yes. sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, but at this shop, which is kind of, the, uh, Nicole called it a witch shop in Spanish. Um, and for dinner night one, they all go to this really nice restaurant at the resort and Julia starts handing out the gifts that she got at the botanica shop. And, I thought it was a nice... Are you superstitious? Is that... Are you superstitious? I'm superstitious, but like we have a million of these crystal shops here in LA. (laughs) Um, I mean, and to me, it's it's like botanicals are not really that you know, they're herbs. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. lighting sage or lighting Palo Santo. Like, so to me, it's not... I wasn't that like oh, you're giving me a crystal. Like, that's nice. Like, people give me crystals all the time. Nobody's giving me a jade egg. I would love to shove it up there and hopefully find some love. But like, (laughs) I feel like that would have been a more exciting thing for her to give them because then everybody's yoni would have been just full of of energy. Yeah, well, that she did not do. And everyone else seemed to have enjoyed the crystals, except for Alexia, who says, 
a botanica and Colombian culture is really meant for, you know, going there for yourself and not talking about anyone else because then you're bringing bad juju onto other people. Not entirely sure. No, I think it's more, I mean, I, that's probably where like Alexia's head frame is, is like, I only go to the botanica shop if like I have an ailment that I want them to help treat, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas I think people usually, again, it's really like a crystal shop and these herbs are like, again, sage, palo santo, like they're not as like witchcrafty as people would think that they, I mean, I guess it is, I, I guess it's just become so modernized that I'm kind of used to it, but yeah. I mean, it's essentially like a goop. I I felt like it was an innocent fun. However, Alexia mentions Marisol thought she was cursed and that there was a reason why she wasn't on this trip. It's because she was cursed. And Ale- uh, Marisol explains to us she hasn't been feeling her mother lately. She's been gaining weight. There's something. Something is blocking her energy. And I now I think they're blaming <laughs> Julian Adriana for going to this. <laughs> the cocktails are blocking her energy. And adding those 10 pounds. Um, yeah. But... So they hand these out. Alexia feels some type of way about it. And then they get into this card game. This dinner was fun. It was a fun, like this, like not a lot happened, but it was a fun episode. The card game was fun. We got some sex talk. We got a really funny impersonation from Adriana doing Julia. And then when she did Julia Childs in the confessional, I died. I had no idea she would even know who she is. I didn't think she was going to be that good at impersonating. Like, I was like, this is, she's going to bomb this. And she was actually, like, really good at this. And yeah, she, interpreting. Really good. she really was. We even got, you know, Nicole throwing her neck out with Anthony. Yeah. Like, everybody was just, like, dropping. Like, there was no, everyone was just, like, loose and having a good time, which was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. It, it provides that counterbalance. You know, we yeah. can't have them fighting all the time. Um, I will say, I didn't know I was like Julia and didn't know what DP was. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know what DP was? No, I had to wait for, and I was going to Google it, but <laughs> I'm glad they said it on the show for me to understand. But I was like, Julia, I was like, cause what's, what's DP? What's DP? Can someone tell me DP? And so um, I'm not going to say what it is. But I just I just love that Adriana was like, I'm into mom and dad and DP. And I was like, that is not as tame as she's trying to make it out to be. Like, I just I was like, okay. I loved it. It was great. It's you know, it's nice to see girls having fun. Um Yeah, a lot of then, fun. Double the fun, double the pleasure, as Adriana described it. Yes. And you know, on Housewives, we have seen goat yoga, we have seen um you know, lots of shamans, a whole lot of stuff, but never have we seen flamingo yoga. Um, and I'm not into it. That looks stressful as hell. I didn't get any namaste vibes. I also do not fuck with birds. So them coming onto my mat, I, I, I no, take them, no. take them away. <laughs> I don't want your, I don't want your flamingo, you know, quacking over near me. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I want to stay. Z- have you done goat yoga? No, I don't want that either. They smell. Goat yoga is gross because they poop on you. And I would oh. imagine so do the flamingos. So I like to me, I just there's nothing calming about an animal about doing any sort of yoga with an animal. You know, no. I barely like, like doing yoga with other people. I barely like even doing yoga outside. Like I've done beach yoga or like gar- like because there's just too many elements. Like I do like yeah. just being in a room, air, and, and not having to work. Yeah. 
But I did I did not like the flamingo. That that was one event I would have been a golden girl. I would have gone my ass upstairs to that spa and got him a massage. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I would have um, totally gone for the massage over the flamingo yoga. I typically yeah. like I would have liked a yoga class and I feel like that would have been a little intriguing, but after seeing the experiences, I would have definitely been happy with my decision to stay a mm-hmm. golden girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have switched teams. So, uh, and then the women are at the spa. As they are at the spa, um, Adriana kind of feels, shares that she felt some type of way about Alexia the night before, that she didn't seem to receive her crystals in a positive way. And then that conversation is also being had with the women at Flamingo Yoga. So we see this like kind of uneven thing starting to to spark. And, and Adriana shares, you know, I felt like she kind of ditched me after my my divorce um my second divorce she was in my wedding as was marisol as was lisa and the only person to reach out to me was lisa um and i thought you know that was interesting like i could see where she would feel hurt and why she would maybe not want to share things with alexia because she felt like she kind of abandoned her in a time in which she was going through something tough yeah i guess they weren't as close when the show wasn't filming and then when the show started picking Mm -hmm. up again i think adriana had an expectation that she was going to be part of the og click like i know we've mentioned on our recaps before that there's like this click with the og girls and then the Mm -hmm. new girls and i feel like adriana feels left out of that and that's probably why she gravitates more towards julia's because she doesn't really have marisol and alexia because they're the two that are kind of you know more thick as thieves on the show yeah and alexia And Adriana ended up having so a conversation at lunch, which I thought was a very nice conversation that was going in a productive direction um, where Alexia does say, you know, when when, you know, not in these words, but when the show started filming again, you were closer to Julia and it seemed like you were prioritizing her friendship over the friendship that we once had. And, you know, Adriana understood that. She's like, yeah, I was maybe a little bit protective. So I just felt like it was a conversation where they both were hearing each other and weren't being defensive of one another, which I really appreciated because from the two of them, that could have gone a whole other way. Yeah, their rationale and the way that they, you know, defend their delusional arguments sometimes, I definitely did not expect it to be so so calm and tame. Um, yeah. And I think based off of the previews, it might not remain so calm and tame between the two of them. But it's nice that at least we know that they can work things. Like, we know that there's the potential. We know that they yeah. can both be a little rational sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it did also feel like, okay, there's a real friendship here if they're willing yeah. to talk to each other like this like they obviously respect each other and they obviously care for each other which from what we see in previews that respect and care goes out the window very quickly yeah. <laughs> um but as they're having this conversation we also have julia pulling aside gertie and nicole and talking about her adoption and all that stuff i'm actually very curious yeah. as to where things are with this adoption like i it is boring but I'm like, there's did they not, do it? I don't believe that there's a real adult. I don't believe it. I don't. It's Melissa Gorga's finding her long lost sister. Like, this is the storyline. Like, I just, I don't, I don't believe that Martina really wants to have another baby. I don't believe it either. Um, But so we have that going on on the other side. And as it seems like Adriana and Alexia are getting to a good place and like Alexia starts saying, you know, I feel like you take... Marisol's side in a lot of these things when you know she's wrong and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, we just hear a big blow horn and Marisol's voice ready to come and party. 
and totally interrupts this great conversation between Alexia and Adriana. Alexia immediately, as Adriana's saying, like, I feel like you take Marisol's side, immediately jumps up and is like so excited for her BFF to be there. Um, and it ends on a to be continued, which I I can't wait for next Thursday. Yeah, because, you know, when Marisol arrives, the other ladies definitely I think she just has such a, a big presence that I think the other ladies maybe get a little intimidated by her. But yeah. she's definitely about to shake up the Bahamas. Things about oh. to get spicy. She is about to shake up the Bahamas. And Zach, you you got to talk to our girl Marisol. I did. And I got, you know, to to pick her brain about what she thinks about some of the other women, what she thinks about some of the original cast members like Joanna Krupa and Leah Black, because mm. we know Leah's going to be coming back to Miami. We talk a lot about Ultimate Girls Trip 3, since everybody oh. seemed to have forgotten that since now everyone's talking about Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4. And she hinted that it might be coming back a lot sooner than we think. So, Awesome. See. I can't wait to listen. And you guys, we will be back next week. We have Summer House. We have Vanderpump again, and we also have Miami. And I think we might have a special guest next week as well. So stay tuned, and we'll we'll check you all later. Here is our girl Marisol with Zach. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, I'm very excited because today I've got the OG from Miami. She's got a hunky gringo on her arm and a cocktail in her hand, and she's living her best beachside life. From the Real Housewives of Miami, please welcome Marisol Patton. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Pretty damn good. <laughs> good. So I think so many people, I mean, we recap Real Housewives of Miami every week here on The Ringer. And I think the biggest question we have for you is why don't you have a mojito? Like, we miss you being a full-time housewife in Miami. But do you, I mean, do you even notice the difference? Because... No one else seems to notice the difference. I mean, I feel like you get so much good camera time and we see so much of you in every episode, but I'm like, we need you to have a tagline. We need an official tagline and we need a little more Marisol in our lives. That's very nice. You know, sometimes these things happen because they're supposed to be that way. <laughs> I, you know, I honestly don't care about being in the poster and holding the drink. I have a good time. I get, I film full time. I film just as much as everybody else. And you see me the same. So I don't, I don't really, most people don't even notice that I'm not a housewife. Well, cause we get so much of you. Do you feel like there's somebody on the cast right now? Like if you could snatch a mojito to have a tagline, whose mojito do you think you would come for? I mean, that wouldn't even be necessary because there's only six housewives on our show and there's nine in other cities. So I wouldn't have to take anybody's. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And we even have like Salt Lake City that only has like like four or five housewives left standing. I know. Do you think Adriana has kind of earned herself a mojito? If she wants it, she should have it. She 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 does what she needs to do for the show. How are you guys doing? I know you were recently on Watch What Happens Live and you ranked her 
the one that you trust the least? Have you guys been able to kind of work through some of those issues? Well, that was not even a week ago. So actually it was a week ago today. So no, (laughs) no, we have not. (laughs) Has she reached out to you since seeing that? Since that? No. Mm Mm-mm. Do you feel like there's like this click with the OGs, you know, the the ladies that have been on the show since, you know, prior to the reboot on Peacock versus some of the new girls like you and Alexia and Larsa? I feel like Adriana was kind of part of that and she's kind of fallen off. But do you feel like there's kind of like this loyalty that the OGs have to each other that maybe the new girls are struggling to to fit in with? I hear that they say that. And, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe there's just, we've been friends for a long time. There's just a, a chemistry and a bomb that's very old. And, you know, I, I don't know, maybe they, I guess they feel it because they don't have the same bond with us, but that comes with time, years and, you know, proving yourself in a friendship. You can't just be, yeah. you know, it's like when you work in a workplace, you, you don't get to pick who you work with, but sometimes you like some of the people, you go out to, for drinks with them afterward, hang out with them on the weekend and others you don't even want to look at or talk to, or be next to at the photocopier. Do photocopiers still even exist? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the photocopiers are now cell phones and we take pictures of photos. And that's true. It's a scanner app, yeah. <laughs> so do you feel like it was easy to kind of fall back into the groove with Larsa, being that she was a season one OG and then she left after, she didn't come back for the second season and she didn't return until season four. Mm-hmm. But yet I feel like you guys still kind of have that that bond. You know... Larsa and I, I never really got to know her in season one. We only had six episodes. I was getting married. We did some group things together and then her and I, you know, didn't end well. So I didn't really stay in touch with her, but I said to her when we started again, you know, we never really got to know each other and I would really like to just like leave whatever in the past in the past. And she's like, girl, let's not make it a thing. And then, you know, I just, kind of got to know her slowly. And I, I really like her a lot. She's very smart. She's hardworking. She's very cool and chill. And, you know, those are all the things I like. You know, I feel like, um, like minds. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely very driven. She seems to be in a good place with her life. She's now dating Marcus Jordan. You know, I think things seem to be good with Larsa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Leah Black? We saw that she's making a bit of a cameo this season. We saw her in the trailer. How are you and Leah? I haven't seen Leah in many, 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 many years. Um, When my mom passed away, she sent some flowers. I sent her a thank you text. She sent me like a champagne cheers emoji back. And that was that. I haven't spoken to her senior. I know she's definitely like shaded the cast on the show. So I was a little surprised to see her make a return. I guess she's she's taping a scene with Lisa. But were you surprised to see her come back? I Lisa's always said that they're very close and that she helps Lisa a lot with things. And so, no, I wasn't surprised. I even said to Lisa on a few occasions, you know, when we were trying to give her advice, I said, you need to call Leah. Because if anyone knows how to like fuck <laughs> Lenny up, it'll be Leah. So I told yeah. her that many times. <laughs> How's Lisa doing now? I mean, she's rumored to be dating, so she kind of seems to be getting back out there. How is she doing today? Uh, you know, I don't live in her head, but, you know, she's always puts out a bubbly, happy front. And I think she's doing better today than she was, you know, eight months ago when we filmed, you know, clearly. And she's getting her feet wet and dating. And I think that um, things are looking up. Have you given her any, you know, divorce advice, you know, now that she's navigating this contentious divorce with Lenny, 
I would imagine since some of the ladies on the cast have also gone through, you know, similar situations, what advice have you given her through this process? There was advice every week because every week a new article would come out and then she, somebody would t- talk about the article and they were like, but Lisa needs to do that. Lisa needs to do that. I don't remember half the things I said to her. I said a lot of things, including like, I'm pulling up in a U-Haul and we're putting all those Birkins and all your jewelry in the U-Haul <laughs> and we're going to put it in a safe place. We're going to put your jewelry in the bank because when you're not here, who knows if he gives your stuff to the girl. You know, you, you might not notice one Birkin missing. She's like, of course I would notice. But like, I don't think so, Lisa, because I know I wouldn't notice if I had as many bags as you. But like, I, I, I'm sure people take things from me all the time. My mother had so many bags and clothes and rosaries and photographs. And the people would come work in the house when she wasn't well. And everything disappeared. Everything. When you're distressed <sighs> and you're not paying attention, trust me. A little Hermes bag can disappear. Yeah. You want to make sure you keep all of that because you want to make sure, you know, uh, that's you got money those assets. Her. That's money. Yeah. Assets. Yeah. I feel like Alexia has been, you know, kind of sitting in the hot seat this season. And I feel like fans have thought some of her arguments or some of the beef that she's had with the other ladies have been a little out of touch or, you know, maybe they don't understand her reasoning and her, her rationale. Do you ever feel like you have moments where you're kind of like, okay, bro, since you guys love to call each other, bro, okay, bro, let's, (laughs) let's, you know, maybe you should apologize here. Maybe you should take a little accountability here. I think we both agreed at the same time that the game we played in the Bahamas, you know, it was, it was, it was a game and we said, no one's going to get upset. And she knew the drug dealer question where they were going to apply it to her. She didn't get upset. And um, I know that she felt bad that she may have hurt or made Julia feel bad. She was, you know, she she truly was remorseful about that and apologized yeah. for that night and has continued to apologize. What about the Adriana situation with the, the divorce and her ex still being married? Let's just keep watching the show. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep watching and see what happens. Okay. Um, some people seem to think that you kind of are a bit of a, a bit of a pot stir and you kind of keep everybody on their toes. Do you feel like you're, you're the Miami pot stir? I mean, I hadn't seen myself that way, but now when I see people write that, I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely keep the show moving. I don't know. I guess. Great. You know, that's my job, I guess. <laughs> I need to do that, right? I find it funny that that people love to compare Alexia to Teresa Judice in Jersey. Do you feel like that's a, a fair comparison? You know, it's it's funny. I, I I never saw it. And then when we were on Ultimate Girls Trip, Giselle said that to her. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then it's been brought up a few times. I, said, I don't see it. I don't see it. But everyone else seems to see it. Not everyone. Some people seem to see it. She likes it. Yeah, I feel like Teresa's kind of an anchor in Jersey and, and Alexia is kind of an anchor in Miami. And they're both, you know, they have that mama bear sort of energy to them, too. And, you know, they're like buddies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't they do like a housewife to housewife interview together? Oh, recently? and they hang out and she went to her wedding and they're they're like like that. So, you know, they're compadres. <laughs> I love that. Do you get to hang out with some of the other East Coast housewives often? I'm very close friends with Luann. And so she comes to Miami a lot. I see her when she's here. I see her when I'm in New York. I've stayed in her home in Sag Harbor over the years. Every time one of my parents passed away or I had a breakup, she's come stay with Lou and I'd go fly and stay with her. We're 
yeah, we're old, old buddies. That would be a fun ultimate girls trip to see the two of you on a trip together. We have fun, me and Lou. (laughs) (laughs) So we did get a tease at BravoCon, but I feel like we haven't heard anything. Is there any word on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3? Yeah, it's going to be airing, I mean, soon. (laughs) (laughs) It needs to be airing soon. We're ready for it. I'm ready for it. I think there'll be something before the spring. Okay. Yeah. I'm hoping we get it like March, April, something like as we have the tail end of Miami. I'm hoping we get a an ultimate girls trip soon. Yeah. I mean, I, that would be ideal. But, you know, they haven't told us the date yet. Is it true that, that you guys kind of, it sounds like there's some beef with Leah McSweeney. Did she really throw elephant poop at you guys? We all, no. We were all in an elephant <laughs> sanctuary. And we, there was mud on the floor, which obviously... I started noticing some of the muds were thicker and darker than the others. And we're supposed to rub it oh, no. on the on the elephants. And then everyone started throwing it at each other and chasing each other. We were all playing with it. And I and then they all, and some of the girls got in this big like fungus pool of mud. And I was like, guys, I'm telling you that is elephant poo. You're in elephant oh, poo no. right now, and the ride is two hours home, and you're all gonna get scabies. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that was it wasn't it was everybody. We were having fun. Uh, It was like a big pillow fight, but with elephant poop. It's mud wrestling. Every guy's fantasy. Ladies (laughs) mud wrestling with little elephant poop. Yeah, it was a little extra, but it was a cool experience. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to it. Did you enjoy Thailand? You know, I, I I mean, I was able to experience the flavors of it and the atmosphere, even in those limited, you know, confines that we were in. A lot of the time we were driving in cars to get to where we were going. So, you know, if you drive, I know I couldn't look out the windows, I would get car sick. So I didn't really get to look out the window that much. And then, um, and then we were in the house, but we did go to like a, a beautiful, um, a temple, Buddhist temple. We had some nice lunches out, some nice dinners, saw some shows. I got the vibe. I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready for a new ultimate girls trip. It's not going to be at Dorinda's house. I'm ready for another, you know, like season one. You know, it was out yeah, on the out yeah. on the island, housewives yeah. on the island. So I'm, vacation vibe. So you got to hang out with Heather Gay. And right now, you know, being that Salt Lake City just ended, there's a lot of talk about Heather Gay and how she got the black eye. How do you think Heather Gay got her black eye? I think she fell and hit, yeah. hit herself, like, you know, boozing. That's kind of what I thought. I, I I find it so interesting that it's so, you know, there's so much mystery around what happened to it. It's all shrouded mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, it definitely helps book sales. I hear Bad Mormon is doing well. I see it, you know, all over the press. So I have a copy here. I haven't opened it yet. I need to do that. Oh, you sent it to me. Are you going to read it? Yeah. I'm going to try. I have pretty bad dyslexia, so I, I can't, you know, I, no, I, I really do. Since I was little, my dad had it, my brother has it. And, um, I, I don't read very well. So, you know, I have to do short, quick, and I read everything wrong. I might have to get the audio. <laughs> yeah. Have her send you a credit for audible. Yeah. I know I can pay it. for myself for a thing. I want the book, the sweatshirt, all the accoutrements, and you're going to send me a free audible. That yeah. would be tacky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know for Ultimate Girlship season four, they brought back Brandy Glanville and Phaedra and Eva and Vicky Gumbelson. Do you think you would ever return to the Ultimate Girls Trip 
franchise should they invite you on another trip down the line? Oh, 100%. I would totally do it. I met some and, great women and they're friends now that I have, you know, and cherish dearly because, you know, this is like a sisterhood. Nobody knows what yeah. it's like to be us unless you're. And so and we and everybody has like a big personality and there's just such a nice camaraderie. I would totally do it. Who from Miami would you bring with you? You got Alexia the first time. Who would you bring this time? I don't know. I feel like Lisa or Lahamilo, <laughs> my friends, my good friends. Lisa or Lars would be great. They're fun. They're easy. Well, Lisa's not so easy to travel with, as we know, but <laughs> Lars is pretty chill and easy. And Lars is like a mommy. She'll like feed me and, you know, she might even be bartender. Uh, I love it. Does she make strong cocktails? Does she make good cocktails? Well, actually, she barely drinks. So I started getting her into screwdrivers. So she'll always look at me and be like, should I have a drink? I'm like, absolutely. Do you want me to make you one? Yeah, I'll have one. I like your drinks. And so she'll have mine. So I'm, I, that's, I guess you wouldn't understand where I'm coming from, but you know, she loves to cook for everyone. And, and on that note, she, I feel like she would take care of me and even make me a drink if I wanted one. Mm. That's a good roomie. That is a good roomie. You need somebody that can take care of you. Absolutely. Where would you go? on an ultimate girls trip? Like, where would you love to travel next? We've seen Morocco, we've seen Thailand. I mean, I've always wanted to go to Morocco, but that's done. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's a stumper. Thailand was really far. Definitely not anywhere that far. Yeah, Thailand was a trip. I would imagine you guys are there for eight days. Yeah, and I was not well the first day or so because it was like a little much for me, you know. I don't know. Good question. I, I, I know when I hang up with you, I want to think of a million places. <laughs> Your mom, uh, Mama Elsa, was such a, an important pillar on the show. Everybody loved her in the earlier seasons. I even loved that when we started off with season four, you know, we got flashbacks and we got to hear her voice. Do you feel any sort of like spiritual connection to her, you know, now? Are you very spiritual? Yeah, I, I, I am. And I, I feel her all the time. She's here right now. She's here. I feel it right in my chest. That's why I feel it right here or sitting on my shoulder. Have you talked to any like psychics or mediums to kind of connect with her? No, I haven't. I don't know. I feel, people write me all the time. And they're like, your mother came and spoke to me. I'm like, don't write me. Get on DM. Yeah, it's offensive. Yeah. It's a little offensive. Yeah. I get it a lot. The important thing is that you feel her with you. And if you feel her presence, then you know that she's she lives on in your heart, you know? She does. I She does. She's with me when I go film. I'm like, Mom, let's go. Come with me. You know, you love to do this. I'm going to go see Alexia. Come on, let's go have a good time. I feel it with me all the time. You have all the memories to look back on with the earlier seasons, like home videos between oh the two Oh my God. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have that. I wish I had more of that with my father. What happened to the PR firm that you used to run? So um, my VP... Um, now owns it and it's doing amazing and it's under her last name now. It's now called the Nazo Group instead of the Patent Group. She saw as many of the same clients and I told her a few years before, I said, within two years, I'm out. I can't do it. I'm burnt out. I can't do it anymore. I'm either going to close it or you can have it. And you know what you're doing. You're very good with the clients. And I came in one day and I was like, she got really nervous. She's like, what do I do? I go, open a bank account, <laughs> keep the name, change the name. I don't care. Here's all the computers, the girls, the files. I'm just walking out the door and I walked out the door and never went back. And where did, what did you end up doing from there? Um, a lot of traveling. A lot of traveling with the partner I had at the time, my boyfriend, and just 
going to the beach and partying and having fun for once in my life, having fun. <laughs> and now I'm stuck in fun mode. <laughs> I never want to get out of fun mode. No, we always have a cocky handy and we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not hurting anyone. Do you still use some of that that PR savvy that you used to have back in the day? Maybe helping Lisa navigate the PR nightmare since Lenny and, and his new girlfriend seem to be giving a new page six exclusive every week. I, I, I haven't really helped her with that. I think she has like people she works with. No, I haven't. But I do use my PR and marketing savvy when I take those cups into the confessional. <laughs> and you're great at that. That's marketing and branding right there. And your outfits in the confessional always look great, by the way. Like that needs its own little shout outs. The fashion vibes that you give us in the confessionals are always killing it. Can I just say that the feather one that when I first put it on, I was like, I mean, I kind of like it. And then I showed my producer, like, we love it. And everyone loved it. And I watch it back. I'm like, oh God, what was I thinking? <laughs> no, I actually think, so. trust me, I've, I watch a lot of Housewives and I've seen a lot of bad confessional looks. I think the white actually looks, the white feathers looks great on you. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I try and think of my confessional as my own personal happy hour, you know, and I, like, I try to make <laughs> it theatrical. It's my stage. It's my moment. You know, when the group, is in uh, when we're all doing these group things and everyone's yelling at the same time. I don't like to yell. So then, you know, you're just going to get lost, cut, whatever. And then I I always just save my thoughts for when I'm alone with the camera and I'm on my own little stage and I do my own thing. (laughs) And my voice, my voice gets heard when it's not going to get heard when nine ladies are screaming and cackling. Is there anyone you think you would like to see join the mix in Miami? Maybe next season or a future season? Maybe a Joanna Krupa return? Oh, you mean like someone from the past? From the past or just someone that you know is a hot commodity in Miami that you think may be a great addition to this group of women? I have a bunch of girlfriends that are amazing, but they don't want to do it and their husbands would never let them do it. They're loaded and bitchy and fabulous and... (laughs) And when, and when Alexia and I have lunch with them, like, oh my God, you guys would be so good on the show, but they don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole, you know? Would you like to see Joanna Krupa return? Her and I didn't really vibe. And I, I felt like her scenes seemed so rehearsed and staged and unauthentic. And I feel like we have a very authentic, real cast. And yeah, I wouldn't change anybody right now. I like it just the way it is. Do you think that your relationships with some of the newer ladies have developed a lot more since last yeah, season? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like a little more kindred, kindred, warm spirits with Julia and Gertie. Yeah, we're all good. They're nice girls. That's good. Yeah. I think that's what works on Miami. And I think that's why this season is so fire is because you guys all have like real chemistry and it seems like these friendships have either been existing for a really long time or some of the newer ones seem to be developing organically. Even when they're not in the best place, the conflict often leads to like some good resolution where the friendship's deep. You really cannot force a friendship. Uh, yeah. It doesn't feel good. It's not normal. And then the audience knows and it just, it screams, this isn't authentic. And and so these things, you know, these are all new relationships they have to build up a little bit over time and trust. And, and then you have a, you know, I keep calling it a chemistry or whatever it is, you know, nice, deep conversations. You get to know someone better. But sometimes we just 
meet, film, separate. And so that yeah. it's, it's not exactly the best place to, to build a relationship, but it'll get there. It'll get there. I mean, that's how I feel. Yeah, it seems like the connections continue to deepen with each season. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're just two seasons into this reboot that I think it just opens up more opportunities for you guys to grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I actually knew Julia from before. So she came to my PR firm. And uh, funny enough, Julia came in uh, to see me about PR for a, a skincare line that she had. And then I started, we didn't end up working together. And then I started inviting her to all like my parties and restaurant openings. And her Martina came to a few things, but this was like 10 years ago. And then I kind of didn't like, you know, see her anymore because I wasn't working and I wasn't partying and doing all the entertaining that I used to do. And then I found out she was going to be on the show. So I knew her from before, but we didn't really have like, we didn't talk on the phone. And it was like always a quick Hey, hey, bye, bye. That you know, very over the top, fluffy, like in the PR world. Yeah. And Lisa had come to see me to do Lenny's PR when she was his fiance before she was even on the show. Fun facts. Well, I love it. I've been enjoying the new season of Miami. I can't wait for the reunion. Anything else you want to like tease about what's to come that you think we may be excited to look forward for? We saw that there's some drama in the Bahamas. We see Adriana ends up in a wheelchair. Yeah, that, all that, exactly. (laughs) What you (laughs) just said, that. (laughs) An eventful trip to the Bahamas. And And it looks like from the fashion that we got from the reunion, you guys are definitely bringing some heat there too. Oh, yeah. Everyone turns it up for the reunion. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Marisol. Thank you. It's nice to meet you. Thank you for your time. 